This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's almost quarter to eight on a Thursday. Time to hang out with Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. This insert, sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. I've had COVID. Almeri, you had COVID. I think more than once, actually, different versions. Oh my to be hat. honest, yeah. Okay, and I'm not sure if Wendy's had COVID, so we we know all about it. But mm. um, then there's such a thing as long COVID, and uh, there's been a lot of write up about that in the media. Morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. How are you doing? I'm all right. Did you have COVID? I've had COVID, yes. Okay, so all three of us here in the studio and mm. you, so between the three of us, we've all had it. I don't have long COVID. I have some bad moments, but that's just because I'm getting old and I don't sleep enough. So that's my <laughs> excuse. Um, I don't know. Elmarie, have you experienced anything like long COVID symptoms? Yeah, but I think that it's also very difficult. You talk now about what you generally eat. People talk about the safety of health things that they do. Or they say, you know, it's my older tom, it's normal. So now you get something like that, for example. Then you know, but is here now a link maybe to COVID? And just what I've now been talking about, what at the end of 2020, Ja. Yeah. Daarachter komt ons baie mense wat ook ek het verseker daai daai brain fog ook op 'n stadium beleef mm. en dat jy net wonder en jy weet nie. Ja. Yeah. Is dit as gevolg van COVID gewees nie? Well, let's find out more. Wendy's the lady in the know. Wendy, uh, what exactly is uh, long COVID? So the World Health Organization defines long COVID as post-COVID-19 condition that occurs in individuals with a history of probable or confirmed SARS-CoV-2 infection, mm. usually three months from the onset of COVID-19, with symptoms that last for at least two months and cannot be explained by an alternative diagnosis. Uh-huh. So I think what Elmeri said is, is correct. You know, there can be things that overlap. You never really know. So is the hair loss associated? Um, does COVID cause deficiencies elsewhere that contribute to the hair loss? There's a lot of these questions around, but there certainly are some symptoms that are typical of long COVID. Let's talk about those, Wendy. What are those symptoms? The main ones are fatigue, shortness of breath, a persistent cough, you know, people that are just coughing and coughing and coughing for months afterwards. Mm. Cognitive dysfunction is a big one, so people can't concentrate. There's brain fog, there's memory issues, um, muscle pains or headaches. Intermittent fever, so you have a fever today and then for a couple of days you're fine and then all of a sudden you have a fever again. Wow. Heart palpitations, that continued loss of taste or smell, physical weakness, so you know you don't have the energy you need for exercise or you do exercise and then you're wiped out afterwards. Mm. Um, and then some people are experiencing dizziness or vertigo or even um, heightened tinnitus, the ringing in the ears. Goodness, Wendy, this is quite something. So what exactly is, is happening inside of our bodies? Where, where's the disconnect here that's leaving us struggling when actually, and I'm, I'm, I'd like to consider the fact that it took me a very long time to get better, particularly the fatigue. But once it was gone and the shortness of breath was sorted, I've never felt better. But yet for others, that's not their feeling at all. I have a family member, my cousin, um, she still can't uh, smell. Uh, her smell probably, she says, like a 20%. Um, and that's two years later. So how come it persists with some people and with others it doesn't? Well, I think, especially when it comes to the sense of smell, the, the areas in the brain that um, manage and regulate smell get damaged. Oh. Um, and so that can be very difficult to get back. But on a, on a general level, the mitochondria take quite a bit of a knock. Mm. And those mitochondria are the little batteries in the powerhouses in the cells. 
and they need to be able to replicate and regenerate so that you can get your energy back and you can get your um, body back on track fast enough. And sometimes those are a bit slower in, in being repaired and in being able to regenerate. And then inflammation mm. is a big cause as well. Wow. So a virus like this can create a, a chronic inflammation, which can make getting better a lot more, you know, take, it slows things down a bit. Yeah, I mean, we we talk about um, the 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 obvious symptoms, but then there are others as well that have got more to do with your mental health than with your physical health. Yes, so mental health is obviously because of the the trauma around COVID. So whether you've been sick yourself, or whether you have just been exposed to the the actual stress around it, so it could be loss of income, loss of loved ones, um, isolation being sick yourself, having others being sick around you, that has certainly increased the amount of mental health issues. So mm. more depression, more anxiety, more um, insomnia. Um, and that, that is definitely, we can see in the statistics, that that's gone up, they say around about 25% um, since the COVID pandemic started. Wow, that's intense. So we've got health, we've got mental health issues here. We have sort of health issues, but... What about something neurological? I mean, let's dig deeper here. Is that also an issue? Yes. So we're seeing lots more of the neurological issues. So people are more prone to strokes, neuroinflammatory disorders, disorientation, and sort of that brain foggy feeling that you just mm. can't get your brain back on track. So a lot of the brain um, and cognition has, has been affected by COVID. And generally people that have had COVID themselves. So this is separate to a mental health issue. Mm. Um, it's, it's generally tied in with the physical aspects of it. So let's go, let's stick with this neurological conversation and these issues. Yesterday in mainstream media, I think you passed the, the story on to me, didn't you, Almarie, about, you said something about brain shrinkage. Yes, I don't know the details, but they actually said that your brain can crimp and that you had it not only once, but you had mild symptoms. Gehad. So I'm not sure what the effect of it is, what the part of the brain is affected, but this is something that they now in March freigestell it. So can you tell us some more there, Wendy? Brain shrinkage, yikes. Yes, so it is quite scary if you think about it. Um, they have done a lot of studies recently with brain scans. Um, and uh, as Elmarie said, even a mild infection of COVID can cause changes in the brain. So it's, the study found that the tissue abnormalities uh, result in loss of gray matter. And it's specifically affecting the areas of smell in the brain. So the brain shrinkage um, is associated with the orbitofrontal cortex and the parahippocampal um, gyrus as well as the primary olfactory complex. So those are all ar around smell. And I think that's why it's so difficult to get that smell back because that area, like with a stroke, mm. that little area of the brain gets damaged enough that you, you really struggle to get those brain cells back. Um, there's also a decrease in brain volume um, as well as cerebro cerebrospinal fluid. That actually increases. Mm. Um, and then can be changes in the cerebellum um, and those are your your uh, your executive functions. So that uh, that causes a reduction in the individual's ability to perform complex tasks and to remember things and with their cognition. Yo, Wendy, one doesn't want to sort of get unnecessarily controversial here, unnecessarily controversial, but this doesn't sound very normal, like a normal virus that you just pick up every day that spreads itself around every year, causing this level of damage. You know, one's got to think a little bit deeper. We don't need to comment on this, but I mean, it makes you think like, what on earth is going on here that this makes your brain shrink? 
Yes. It certainly is a lot more complex than a, than a, a standard viral infection. Mm. Um, and I think as, as the research is developing and as people are um, digging into and being able to do the case studies, they're able to see the effects of this on, um, on individuals' health. And again, it's not going to affect everybody the same way. Mm. So not everybody that has had COVID is going to have a shrunken brain. Yeah. But... There are people that are more susceptible to those. Their genetics will predispose them more to that. Um, and, and, you know, in, that, in those cases, we really need to support them and, and look for alternatives for those individuals. The obvious next question. Elmerie's uh, got a question for you, Wendy. Yeah, I listen to it, Wendy, and I must say, there's a lot of things that you know where I can identify, and one of them is the release of REAC. En ek, ek wonder sommer net, want dan sit die mens hier en jy dink, mens wil graag weer optimale herstel. En soos Brad nou ook gesê, dus gewoonlik kan een mens van enige iets anders, jy weet, dan krijg jy daarom al jy functionaliteite terug. Maar is daar enige naversing wat al getoon het, wat een mens kan doen, om bijvoorbeeld um, die verskynheidssymptome wat jy genoem het, maar vooral nou door die cellen te regenereer, of is dit dan verloren vir ewig, as dit nou kom by mense? Ja. Ja, ze reek. Ja, is, <laughs> is, rever- yeah, is it reversible? I think that's yeah. what we want to know. Is it reversible? I think it's, it's, I think it's a difficult one because in some individuals it has been uh, reversible and in others it's not so, not so reversible. So there are, there are things that a person can do and nutrients that you can take to, to, to stimulate that, that olfactory um, complex. Mm. Um, and in, in some cases, it really is effective that you do get that smell back and that you certainly get at least 80 or 90% of the smell back. Mm. Okay. Um, so I know that there are some essential oil therapies that are, that are helpful that, that encourage you to almost relearn to smell again. Wow. Um, and then there's certain nutrients that feed the mitochondria and the, the nerve endings, and they, they can help as well with, with that sense of smell. Sure. Thank you. So, so let's look at some of the, the, the things we can eat. We often, we often have our conversation like this, Wendy, and we look at the problem and say, okay, what can we actually do around what we consume? Is there something we can eat or supplement that's going to help us here? Yes. So we want to work on inflammation and we want to work on supporting the mitochondria and the nerve endings in the, um, in the body. Mm. And if we think the brain is, a, is, is fatty tissue, predominantly fatty tissue, so yes. we want to be eating healthy fats, we want to be um, eating enough amino acids, so that's in our red meats and in our organ meats and things like that. Mm. We need phospholipids, so again, healthy fats, and we need vitamins and minerals. So we need things like alpha-lipoic acid, and we need things like CoQ10. Um, those can be supplemented. Um, but again, if we're eating a, a wide variety of healthy foods, we're cutting those unhealthy carbohydrates, and we have this conversation every week. Yeah. So we're not eating unhealthy sugars, because those exacerbate the inflammation. We really want to be feeding our bodies both healthy fats and getting a, a wide variety of polyphenols and colorful foods and antioxidants into our bodies so that we can regenerate those cells. Yeah, and get those mitochondria back in action again. So get those healthy fats in and etc. You've heard it. You need to listen to this again. The podcast will be available for you later on today. Latest tomorrow, just to bear with us as we catch up on the backlog due to load shedding here. Doing the best we can on our side. We'll make sure these podcasts get up and out there as soon as we can. Check it on our website, kpulpa.co.za. Wow, Wendy, this has been incredibly informative today and yeah. majorly helpful. We're so grateful. Uh, thanks to you and uh, we thank you so much for this and look forward to chatting to you again next week. Pleasure, Brad. Have a great Thursday. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.